Hi there and welcome to today's podcast. Thanks so much for joining. Today I wanted to introduce to you one of our very special practitioners. So the purpose of this podcast is actually more so um, because we have I have a lot of people who inquire about becoming an expert to influence a practitioner and sometimes it's better to hear it from somebody who's actually gone through the process. I mean, I teach the program and it's the methodology that I built. Uh, but what I've found is sometimes when I'm working with practitioners is that they actually would prefer to talk to someone who's actually been through it. Uh, we have a really broad range of people from all sorts of backgrounds who become expert to influencer practitioners or what we call in, uh, influencer coach, uh, certified influencer coaches. And so what that means is that they're able to use the methodology, they can use the diagnostics, um, they can use books, they can use all sorts of things. Um, and they may come from within a practice, so they may decide that they're going to be working with an expert um, and they may be certified within that practice. Um, they may not be looking to work with a whole bunch of clients or anything like that, but they really want to be able to learn a, a methodology that allows them to really step into their power in that role. I reckon about 90% of a business manager's role for an expert is marketing. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, so this is the methodology you can learn to do that. On the other hand, we have other people like um, marketing consultants, virtual assistants, business coaches, people who want to use the methodology to go and work with their clients. And, uh, and so equally, you can do that as well. So the good news is, is regardless of your background and how you're thinking of using it, it can generally fit into your practice and it can fit into some way that you're thinking about um, to be able to um, really highlight and, uh, and leverage and complement the skills and the background that you've come from to step in from there. So today's a really special interview. Um, so today's interview is with a lady called Trinza Hine. So Trinza and I go back a long way. So we met back in uh, Thought Leaders Business School. Her father is uh, Richard Hodge, who has, uh, he has been a partner in the Brook Institute. The Brook Institute rollout programs, um, particularly around transformational change, um, cultural transformation for government departments um, and even entire countries and, and like for places like the military he's done a lot of work with the Australian uh, Defence Force particularly the, the Army and the Navy in particular here in Australia speaks all over the world and Trinza is his daughter however um, so Trinza had done a lot of work with Richard when we met um, but uh, at the same time, so Trinza had attended a lot of our programs and she came to work with me for a while as well. And, uh, and at the same time, she decided, well, you know, I'm applying all this stuff. Why don't I apply for certification? So she, so she put in, to, uh, became part of uh, the program. She was, uh, her and Sally Curtis were the two very first ones to be certified, which was terrific. And uh, so I really wanted to interview her today because her practice is a little bit different than Sally's. So Sally, you can listen to, she has her own business and her own, uh, she is, uh, she's got a mix of a little bit of strategy and she's got a team in the Philippines with some implementation. Um, Trinza has got a little bit more implementation herself. Uh, and her background, whereas Sally was a marketer, Trinza's background was as an executive assistant. Uh, for Her background was working with DHL uh, as in an organisation. So she really gets 
uh, you know, calendars and, um, you know, that sort of system in the background of how a practice works. So she's been working uh, with myself, Richard, and a bunch of other people now, and she's uh, one of our most experienced practitioners. So um, today's interview is the interview with Trinza, so you can hear about it from her perspective. She has a completely different business again uh, in terms of how she operates, so enjoy the interview. Uh, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and hear about how you're thinking it might work in your practice and is, will it, would it work, would it not. I'm always happy to have a chat and uh, and equally, if you want to reach out to Trinza from the podcast today, she'd be more than happy to do that. Enjoy the interview. All right. Hi there and welcome to this exciting video and interview with one of the very special expert to influencer practitioners that I want to interview and share with you today. Uh, so you may or may not know that for those people that I work with, a lot of them are business managers, marketing consultants, virtual assistants, or, biz or those, you know, they either have their own practice and are working with experts and some are even applying the methodology in businesses as well. Um, but then I also have this certification, that, which is the Expert to Influencer Diagnostic and Program, where we have support people out there. We have plenty of people out there who want to help experts and influencers to help them to really spread their message and amplify uh, their uh, what they have to say, build their tribes, all that sort of thing that we talk about in the Expert to Influencer methodology. However, it's not about me today. What I wanted to do is... Um, introduce you to this very special lady. So this lady has um, had an incredible career journey and uh, she's, I think she's uh, got an amazing story about how with her career and the journey she's been on to now supporting some of Australia's, if not some of the world's leading experts in their field. Uh, and she's super creative. She's got fantastic ideas and she's had so much experience and context in working in this space. It was remiss of me not to take the opportunity to, to introduce you to her and to take the opportunity to kind of go a little bit behind the scenes. It's really hard to sometimes get these people to come out behind the scenes and come on to our interviews. They're so great at making everybody else look good. Uh, but now it's her turn. So I wanted to introduce you to this very special lady, Trinza Hine. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on, Trinza. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I behind the curtain, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's tough, isn't it? You're so used to looking after everybody else, but now it's your turn. So thanks again. I really appreciate it. I know there's people out there that I talk to a lot that, uh, you know, think about this journey of, you know, if I'm going, if, could I do this? You know, um, could I take this leap into working in this space? Um, sometimes they're virtual assistants, business managers, people from all walks of life. Sometimes they're already working with experts. But what I really wanted to do today in the time we've got together is to take just a few minutes to say or to ask you if you would be happy to share a little bit about your journey. What led you to taking the expert influencer methodology to where you have and what does it look like in your practice and all that sort of stuff. So for those people who might be thinking about going down this path, it's great to hear it from someone, you know, who's got a certain angle on it. So, um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into working with experts and influencers, if you like. Yeah. Um, so I, um, started off, um, my, I had my kids really young yeah. and, uh, so I started off as a stay at home mum doing 
waxing and cake decorating and then uh, we had a family move over to, well, our family move over to the UAE mm-hmm. and um, through that I got into a lot of heavy um, fundraising for the school and, and uh, supporting large school events, um, international days and the like. Um, and then through that I started doing, um, working with the Australian Business Council in Dubai and supporting them through their G'day to Dubai program when Qantas came over and um, did their G'day Dubai program in, in um, the UAE, which was great. Mm. Um, and then when I got back, um, I was looking for a job. So I um, w- uh, applied and got the job for to be the PA to the CEO of DHL Global Forwarding. Right. Um, so I was full on corporate there. Um, calendars and appointments and conferences and all of the above that comes along with that sort of role. Yes. Uh, and then in uh, 2017, um, my, uh, so Dr. Richard Hodge, who also happens to be my father, yes. um, asked me to come and help support him in his practice. Uh, so he was looking for um, getting himself out there a little bit more on social media. And so through... Uh, that we uh, signed up to your social media for experts course um, a little while ago now (laughs) (laughs) but that was really good and I got a taste for it and I really um, enjoyed um, the program and the work that we were doing Um, so it seemed like a natural progression when you offered the expert to influence a masterclass and then certification that um, we'd continue down that path so um, and I'm really glad I did the course. Yeah, wow. Like you've come like that's such an incredible transformation. Like to and but it's leveraging all the skills you've got. Like, you know, working from home is is a big thing. And then like you'd already sort of done a lot of that, like with your your cake decorating and waxing and all these things, like just trying to get those things to work in with your lifestyle. And then then being able to work for somebody in an executive role, so being able to run calendars and travel and all those types of things as a uh, for someone who's like a high performing person. So you know, an EA in that type of role is, is such valuable skills with coming out and then working with an expert. And did you find that you know when you start out? I don't know if you found this, but you know, so I think what's interesting in your journey is that you know, you didn't necessarily start doing some of, you know, the social media and and, um, support until you, like, you'd actually, you'd been working at DHL, so you were sort of working part-time and you did a bit of a transition. So you started doing some of those things part-time before you made the leap into going full-time into, and this is your own practice now, you're operating under trinsahine.com now, so you're one of us. Uh, So, um, you know, did you have any... Uh, fears or anything like sometimes people talk to me and I was talking to a lady yesterday and you know she said my concern she's even I've been a marketer for 20 years but she said all this stuff's changed you know and none of a lot of it's like what I've done in corporate marketing isn't relevant now and I feel like I'm learning all over again so um, I don't know did you have any fears or nervousness around I don't know if I'm any good at this stuff or like did you did any of that sort of come up for you or Absolutely. No, I, um, I fully admit that I had absolutely no idea how to properly promote someone so that it didn't look cheesy and, um, and, and, you know, I wanted to make sure, and, you know, dad runs a very professional practice. Um, so I don't want to be looking like I'm working from home and working 
you know, just like I would on my holiday travels. Um, it's, it's a very different way of using um, social media platforms. And I really was very nervous to make sure that it was a very professional, polished product that we wanted to deliver. Yeah, so Richard, so uh, who's your dad, is an expert in, um, so he sort of evolved a little bit from systems design and systems thinking to, uh, like he's done some work with some of the world's leading government departments. Like for example, he's done a lot of work with the Australian Navy through his, um, he's got uh, his practice, so his name.com, so drrichardhodge.com as well as his partner in the Brook Institute. So, you know, we're talking about big, programs that are rolled out so with the people that you've worked with have they only been people like Richard have they been like a bit of a mix or what have you found since since getting my um certification I've been helping a few other experts out as well and the thing that I most love about um, my new role is that I get to help so many different experts in their field so um one minute I'm talking about uh principals and high schools and how do we get how do we get in contact with these people and the language that I need to use with them is very different when I'm talking to um, a CEO who's looking for some um, performance enhancement and high-performing CEOs. So, um, and that's another expert that I'm working with. And then um, another expert that I'm working with is um, healthcare. So we're talking um, healthcare and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm looking for different kind of images all the time. I'm looking for different kind of content all the time. And it's a different language with everyone. You know, every, all of these industries have their own hacks and tricks and tweaks and language that they use yes yeah you've got to really sort of understand uh i think that's what you do really well is you you're trying to capture the voice of the expert as well as the the mindset of the the client so tapping into empathy and insight and the problems that they're having and so do you just do social media for them or are you doing a bit of a range of things like are you helping them do like some of the other things that are in the expert to influencer model like do you just sort of choose which ones you like doing or do you adapt more to what they need like is it webcasts and different things or what do you find definitely adapt to what they need so um sitting the 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 great thing about the the tool um the report that we get to do is you can see where the where their gaps are and Mm -hmm. also what they're ready for to to tackle at any time because their gap might be over here but they're not ready to go over there yet so you've got to you know come back over here and go okay let's get comfortable here so we can move to here um and it just takes some time so yes uh, we've we've done uh, webcast reach outs with um john corrigan um i've done a lot of uh linkedin um help with john and also with alessandra edwards um so uh yeah it really is varied and then with bernie kelly who's my healthcare guy he um he has been setting up a practice from from scratch so while he's running um at a good rate uh the, the practice behind him hasn't quite caught up so um we're putting uh, white papers and procedures and filing and all sorts of stuff in place to really help support him so that when he gets to um that high the black belt um level he's got the practice behind him to support it that's great so you know what if you think about um uh, you know when you when you came out of corporate and you were working with Richard what was it you know because you were sort of applying it to one person's practice what made you you know you said you felt like it was a natural progression for you to to go on and do the certification and and um so if you think about like um 
uh, now that you've done it, what difference has it made for you in your, uh, whether it's your practice or just within yourself or your own creativity? What, what has it meant for you with doing it? What have you noticed that's the big difference? Um, I suppose the first thing is I never saw myself as having a career. Right. Uh, beforehand I just thought I'd just do a bit of a job um you know I'm very fortunate position that I, I don't have to um contribute a lot of money to the to the family income so I never saw myself as having a career or needing one um and now I have one by choice so mm. um it's really nice to be able to go out there and it's it's expert to influencer certification that has changed that for me um it's given me the confidence um to know what I'm talking about um, and really go in and help people, and which is one of the things that I like to do. I'm a, I'm a helper. <laughs> I, I like to go in and help people and, and see what they can do. But it's confidence to go in there and know that I know what I'm talking about. It's confidence to go in there and go, okay, I can identify um, the areas in which you need help. And these are the processes that I can put in place to help. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Because I think, you know, it gives you that sense of identity, I suppose, in that, I don't know if you found this, but I find the challenge, then this is kind of why, why I built it because you've got experts that, you know, they get to a point in their, their turnover and their revenue, they get to around that 250, once they sort of start hitting 200, 250 to 300K mark, they're really busy. And the challenge that I found with them with going, okay, now I need help and I need either a virtual assistant, whether it's local or offshore, but the problem is, is I still don't even understand my own practice and the strategy behind it. So it's sort of a lot of lost time in trying to work out, well, what do I get this person to do? I know I need help, but I don't even know what to ask for. Yeah. So um, do you find that? And then when, what, like with being able to come in and be an advisor to them, like you're able to diagnose, identify what those gaps are. Do you find that you know, as a result, you're able to get the influence with them or the, the trust and the conviction and you can get things moving faster? Or like if you compare it to say, if you didn't have it and you've, I mean, you've had the situation, even you've seen it the other side while you sort of, I mean, you had the advantage of helping your dad a bit, but at the same time, you're kind of going, well, I don't know what you want. So <laughs> did, did you notice a difference in that when you, uh, when you started to apply when I was working with dad initially, I felt like I was floundering around a bit and doing a bit here and, and helping there. And, you know, I knew the corporate side of it of, um, you know, making appointments and calendars and that sort of stuff. That, that stuff I had a full um, understanding of. But actually um, lead generation and marketing and, and that, that, yeah, I heard those words and just went, oh, my God, no. <laughs> no I'm not a yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll just stay behind the curtain. Um, so, yeah. um, so it was, uh, whereas now I would consider, and I, uh, the thing that I really like about the um, expert to influencer model is that you're doing it from a place of adding value. So it is, there is a marketing aspect to it, of course, um, and we are looking for those leads, of course, but it's coming from a place of service and of adding value. So it's not that cheesy, hustly, please, please, please come and talk to me. Yeah, yeah, educating. You're putting Absolutely. content out there, but you're getting the, it's not just about putting content out there, it's having the system and process to go, okay, well, I'm putting this value out there, so I'm earning the right to ask to move people into my funnel. So um, I think that's the challenge sometimes is people kind of go, oh, I just put out all this content and no one's buying me. I go, well, you're actually asking. Like, So it's that real skill to know, okay, well, what, 
what are we doing to move them, isn't it? So it's not just about being a support person to them and knocking out heaps of content. It's going, are we actually getting leads here? Are you getting the return out of this? Because like, do you find that sometimes even out of those 12 skills, for some people in their practice, some things don't suit their personality. Like sometimes, like, you know, they're not, there's someone who goes, actually, I'm not like to do a lot of speaking doesn't really suit me. So I have to go, okay, well, what's another way that we can get into that awareness quadrant, that bottom left quadrant? Does, have you found that it's helped you to uh, adapt? I suppose I'm thinking like to think differently or to ask the right questions for yeah. them. Like, to, do, Have you found that? Definitely. So, um, I had one client who um, wanted to run a public workshop and hadn't run one before and was terrified that no one would turn up. <laughs> that he put it on and no one would turn up. And um, so he picked a date and we ran through. He hadn't even thought about, again, you know, he said, I'm going to pick a date and I'm going to put it on for this price. And I said, okay, so, but have we thought about catering? What materials do you need? How many people are going to come? And, and he kind of went, oh, in the headlights. Oh, there's a lot more to this than I thought. Um, and then we picked a date and unfortunately the date wasn't gr a great date for his audience and no one turned up. Fortunately, we were able to pull the, like nothing was booked and we were just able to, it was a no cost, no sum, no cost gain and such. Um, but he actually came out of it going, okay, I feel more prepared for the next one. And I've ripped that bandaid off of no one will turn up because they have, no one's turned up. And I'm okay. I've survived. So right. he's actually, and he goes, it's, it's exactly, I, it is the right thing to do. It is the right workshop to, to run. I've got interest from people who said they couldn't come because of the date. Right. So that means that we're going into 2020 knowing what we're going to do, knowing how we're going to approach it, and with the confidence behind him that he knows he's running the right thing. And that has all come from really a, a steaming failure. <laughs> so. So it's giving almost them the confidence that like they're able to feel a bit more empowered in making some of those choices yeah. themselves to go, well, I've got to do something, you know, if I've got to get people leads or, and working out something that suits if it's their personality or even just feeling the confidence to try something. Yeah. And even if it you don't get the numbers is, well, what's the feedback we've got? We've got a tweak. And if it's just a date, then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's easy to fix. We can <laughs> That's good. And I think, I don't know if you found too, like some of your clients are sometimes in other communities, like they might be in programs like Thought Leaders Business School or things like that. Do you have some people who have, that you've worked with who aren't in those communities and sort of feel a bit alone? So you, you, it's not only diagnosing, but it sounds like you're kind of a sounding board for them a lot too. Is that right? Definitely a lot of sounding boards. I get a lot of people that just, um, you know, want, want some time just to run ideas past me. Um, you know, does it sound right? Does it sound like me? Does it, am I being too salesy? Am I being salesy enough? Mm. Um, you know, all of those sort of questions. Does this feel like it fits with my, my practice and my program? Um, and I think it's important for people to have that. And I have got clients that aren't necessarily with um, thought leaders and, and other practices and um, which is good as well. So it's, it's nice to see um, how you can apply this methodology across lots of different avenues. It definitely doesn't have to be in a um, set field. Anyone who um, is an expert in their field um, for, on, in any capacity, you know, there's, there's something that we can, I can do to help them. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I, when I built it, my focus was, has always been, and a mantra I've always had is about keeping experts, it, keeping people in their genius. So, um, and uh, I think in this case is that, you know, just by having you there and knowing that they've got that support, that they can go, I, I haven't got all those blockers or the self-doubt tape, and that consumes up my headspace, time, energy, effort, money as well. So, um, so it sounds like just, you know, for them not feeling uh, so much on their own, just being able to go, oh, I'll just jump on the call, I'll jump on the call here. And, and, and sort of from a practical level that, and it's not pulling them into a whole area of expertise that they don't have to now necessarily become an expert in running events and marketing is let's keep them an expert in leadership or whatever they're an expert in so that you can kind of help them maneuver and make those decisions. Is, is that kind of what you noticed? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it also helps them um, refocus. Like sometimes yeah. you can get so caught up in delivery or so caught up in um, what you're trying to trying to do that sometimes you just go, okay, but how about that? Where, where are you on your white paper? Where are you on this? And it helps them bring them back and refocus and go, yeah, no, you're right. I need to come back here and finish this thing before I get caught up in the next um, shiny object. <laughs> yeah, what I love about this, Trinza, is, um, uh, you know, I think some people who who talk about doing the, using the methodology and taking the training is, you know, there's often a fear of, you know, um, I've got, we've got some people who are doing it who have come from a marketing background, but they say, I just haven't been able to keep up with all the changes. I don't know what to do with algorithms and LinkedIn and Facebook and like there's all these Facebook ads and Google ads and I don't know, is it webcasting? And uh, yeah. so they've often come from a marketing background, but they go, I just feel so out of date. And that was actually as a result, how I ended up building it because I was like, I, I was, a, I did a marketing degree, but all these things are different now. And I, that's why I started to build it because it was like, well, there has to be a way to do this that doesn't cost any money. Um, and then, so you go into, it's like, if, even if you've come from a marketing background, the people who sort of do this um, certification are often people who just don't feel like they're as relevant as they had been in the past, or they might be more specialised. Like we've got one lady who's more specialised in local area marketing, as, whereas personal branding marketing's a, a different game. She wanted to work in that space or a growing industry and needed some tools. Um, but what I love in your case is that, you haven't come necessarily from a marketing background. However, you have been doing things that involve um, working with an expert events, uh, like your events background, like you've done a lot of that in the UAE. So just um, um, being able to identify, well, these are all the things that are involved in an event. Um, and so you're able to help people put those, you know, whether it's checklists together or even attend it and help them or like whatever it is. Um, I love that uh that you know we don't you don't have to be a marketer to do this is that this is um did you even though you hadn't done a marketing degree did you feel like uh it kind of because you you're a naturally creative person as well so you've did you feel like that you had to have some kind of marketing background when you started to do the training or no i didn't and thank i'm um, yeah, no, thank goodness. I, if I felt like I had to have a marketing background, I'm not sure I would have tackled it, to be honest. Because I, yeah. I, I don't really um, identify um, in the, from the marketing background. I actually would have said I don't have the qualifications. So, um, 
<laughs> but now saying that now, I feel really confident to um, a, a assist people through a, a LinkedIn strategy or through a reach out or, you know, get their webcast off the ground or, you know, different aspects of, of their practice. Um, the Expert to Influencer program definitely um, has given me all of the marketing confidence that I definitely lacked beforehand. <laughs> Well, it's, it's often I find your marketing is just helping people, like you said, is that's all it is. And so if you can just be the connector, it's just, okay, we've got to go find these people. Let's go find them. Let's yep. work out what their problems are. Let's put something together that will see if it will help them. And um, so you're sort of that real conduit in your role in helping, you know, and for an expert, you know, particularly when it's a personal brand and an identity, there's so much fear vulnerability takes so much courage and there's and we've got the tall poppy in Australia trying to put yourself out there it can just be so valuable to have someone like you just to go um you know I just need some help with this could you look at this with me because I don't know like you said am I being too salesy am I being a bit over the top and um I think that sense of confidence and what else I love about it is that you've got you've got clients that you're working with who are at very, all very different stages of their practices. Some are doing, you know, million dollar plus, some are starting out. And so in your practice, when they work with you, do you, you've got um, flexibility to work with them? Like you can say, well, um, you know, you can buy a certain amount of hours or is that how you do it? Yeah. So I usually um, sell my, um, my self in blocks of time. Yeah. And um, some people have, got that block of time where on Mondays we do these, this bit and Tuesdays we do that bit and other people um, just kind of fit into my week. So they kind of go, do you have some availability this afternoon? Yes, I do. So we kind of work around it. Um, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie quite often jokes that he's one of the horses in my stable. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. So, you know, regardless, I think if you're thinking about doing this program and being uh, taking the methodology, you can create your practice whatever way you want with right. it. If you just want to work with one client, if you just want to, if you want to be, uh, if you decide that you're becoming an employee and be and being in a business manager, or you want your own practice, you can kind of get it to evolve however you want. So, really, it's super adaptable, um, and you know the. the you can take it. I've seen some um, Lucy McLaughlin do some fabulous things with expert to influencer and take a, an expert who was reasonably a hidden secret and take her right through to being much more visible. And she's um, really good at applying the, the methodology. And uh, whereas other people like myself are working with a few different people and doing little aspects of it here and little aspects of it there. Um, so it's really good to see it useful across lots of different platforms. And that's great. So, Trinza, if you, if you imagine, like, someone's watching this and they're going, okay, I'm thinking about doing this, um, would you have any advice for them of some of the things they need to consider or think about or, like, or, um, you know, just advice that you might have for them about whether it would be beneficial for them? Yeah, I think the first thing is don't get too overwhelmed. I think um, all of us who, because uh, I've kept in contact with the, four ladies that I did my um, initial masterclass with, all of us when we walked away kind of went, oh my God, we've got to pull this portfolio together and I don't have this and I don't know where I'm going to get it and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I think take a bit breath, take a back step. We've got the support of the Facebook group. 
Um, you've got lots of um, avenues in which that you can, um, and people are so helpful um, through the group. So uh, I think there's lots of different avenues. So my first step would be take a breath. You've got this. <laughs> it will come together. Um, and in the end, when I did pull all my portfolio together, it came together really quite quickly and much easier than I ever thought it would. Um, and I'm actually um, talking with um, Peter Erickson at the moment because she'd like to pull her uh, portfolio together. And I said, because she was in a bit of a, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I said, no, no, we've got this. We'll, I, I know, you know, we're going to have a chat and we're going to see what she's got, see what she needs and um, go from there. Yeah, I think, and I'm pleased to hear that because I think, you know, the idea is is that, you know, to do something, this is, you know, really great achievement if you, if you can if you can do it. And quite often you're actually applying the methodology for clients anyway. So the idea is, is well, twofold. One is that you've got to do it for clients anyway. So you might as so you're using the pieces of work that you're creating for people as the portfolio. So it's not like another piece of work on top of everything else, um, ideally. And then equally, um, there might be some things that your expert isn't doing like for example it might be podcasting so is going okay well like you, my goal is like sometimes we go oh well if you can do mine like you upload mine I don't mind or there might be somebody else in the group like we're in with the other all the alumni of all the experts who are using it um, is to go well you know maybe there's somebody in the group who needs that and they don't need to but they need someone who go and you can go okay well I can I can do it who needs a a podcast set up um, I can do it for you I need it for my certification and you know things like that so there's a community around who are not just the practitioners but we've got the community of people who are actually using this in their practices who might need some once-off help or as their practice is evolving or even for the certification sign-off in the portfolio is that um, you know, you can find someone you can either do it for or you can mock it up. Like, all yeah. I'm looking for is do you understand it? That's all I'm looking for. And if it means you make it up, plus if you've got your own practice, you've got to do this for your own practice anyway, quite, or quite a lot of it anyway. You might not go down the extent of podcasting and all that, but you've got to have your own database. You've got to, you know, some of it you're setting up anyway, particularly if you're more a marketing practitioner like a, a Sally Curtis or some of the ladies that uh, are down that avenue where they go, I don't already have a, a client base. I actually need to go out and I want to, um, you know, go out and find clients. So you've got to apply it to your own practice anyway in some ways, don't you? Absolutely. Um, and like I said, the, the, the community is so generous that if you were to say, I, I you know, put your hand up and say, I, I need a hand with something, um, tenfold some, something will come back. Absolutely. Yeah, great. And um, so if you had your time again, Trinzo, if you go back to when you started to now, is there anything you'd do differently? Um, I'd probably, uh, I probably had more of my portfolio available to me earlier than I thought I did. Okay. Um, and the fact that you can start putting things together beforehand um, I really enjoyed that. I was really lucky enough to be able to come back and, and do the second masterclass um, again and attend that. And I found that really useful. So if you are, I, I would suggest that if you have done the masterclass or the certification days and you're feeling a little off key, coming back and listening to it the second time was really valuable because I think in the first time I was in a little bit of overwhelm. Whereas the second time where I had a little bit of um, practice behind me, 
I was actually able to get more detail from it. So definitely attending that second masterclass was a big um, help for me. Yeah, that's so great. I forgot about that. So one of the things for those, if you're watching this, is um, we always invite the alumni the practitioners back at any program. So it's just a nominal fee um, just for room hire and, and food. So it's really nominal. It's more about helping you retain your skills. And that's part of the annual um, fee that's involved is that we go, well, I've got to put it on, like you might as well. If you want to come along, you're very welcome to refresh your skills. Sometimes there's new things that come out, um, you know, these algorithms and all that sort of stuff and tech changes. So the questions evolve a little bit, even though the methodology is the same, uh, but people have often got different questions. New CRMs are out and all those things, aren't they? So you sort of, yeah. and a great way to reconnect or meet some of the other practitioners and they're always welcome to come to that too. Absolutely, yeah. No, it was really, really valuable. So if I was new and looking to start again, I'd probably look at maybe going to a couple. Yeah, okay. That's great advice. Thank you very much. So Trinza, um, if people um, want to connect with you uh, and things like that, or if they want to, if they find you, do they go to places like um, like LinkedIn and things like that? Or LinkedIn's the best at the moment. Um, yes. Other than that, I have my email address, which is trinza at trinzahine.com. Yes. You know, anyone's welcome to ask questions. Uh, you know, I'm happy to have a chat. LinkedIn is also another avenue. The website will be coming up. That's possibly a holiday project for my for me. <laughs> Fortunately for you, you've got you've got you're full of clients, so you're in a good position that you don't yeah, even need right. from. That's like the nirvana of, of, of business, I reckon. No, no, I, so, I do feel very lucky. <laughs> um, thank you so much for jumping on today. I know how busy you are. I really appreciate your time. Um, and so for those who are listening and you're thinking about looking at the uh, certification or even the masterclasses is don't hesitate to reach out. I'll leave a, a, a button or somewhere, there'll be somewhere here, but if not, just jump on the jane-anderson.com and .com.au website, reach out, feel free to ask any questions and, uh, and we'll see you hopefully at certification. So thanks so much, Trinza. Thanks for having me, Jane. Thank you.